Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com backslash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. I liked the True Knot in this film because I thought that he took something that is kind of cartoonish and silly in the book and made them something menacing. But I understand what you're saying. Of, oh, sorry. And I'm, I'm going ahead. But like, I like the recruitment of Snakebite. But then, yeah, it, it's kind of like, why do we get all this time devoted to her when she is not in it that much after her recruitment and then mm -hmm. she gets killed pretty quickly? I really just think maybe they felt it was necessary to show this process to show what they do to because i oh, actually 100 yeah, i view the true not less as oh all these different people but as a one family unit so like to me minus rose the hat who's her own entity the rest of the true not is like one villain it's not a bunch of people it's one villain connected by this vampiric need to eat or absorb steam so i never oh really <laughs> needed to know all of them individually I just think in a film like this, you could have kept that family dynamic and had Rose the Hat, the Crow, Snakebite Andy, and then whatever the giant from Twin Peaks' name yeah. was. Who is also the Moonlight Man in Gerald's Game. Yes, exactly. Because Flanagan likes to keep his people close. Yep. I understood that he was trying to show something, and I appreciated that he showed us what the initiation into this life looks like, but also what the exit looks like, right? Mm -hmm. You need to have an understanding of how these creatures work beyond the fact that they suck energy out of special people. And that's fine, but I felt like it just all adds up to nothing, in part because you've got all these peripheral characters. And yes, it makes for a striking image when you open your film by having a little girl get lured down to a lake Ooh, and you just I got her surrounded by a group of people. Like, that's great, right? It works. It's filmed very well, too, as they slowly, like, because, like, the girl keeps looking and, like, there's more of them populating the forest. And Yeah, and then they keep getting closer. Well, and then he has, is it this one or is it Jacob Tremblay death scene? Or is it both of them where there's the overhead shot of all of them rushing, just like an interview with the vampire where they're rushing yeah. to eat that girl? Like, I, oh, I love the swarming shot. It's so cool. Yeah, swarming is very uncomfortable. It makes for some, some good nightmarish imagery. But my big issue is, you know, this film... It's going in a lot of different places. There's a lot of time spent on a lot of things that don't necessarily add up to much. That's one of my main arguments for saying this film is not great. The whole sequence that takes place where they go to try to get Abra, and we do the bait and switch, we go to the forest, we have the shootout, which, P.S., I hate guns in movies with special people because... Why the fuck do we need guns if we all have special powers? Anyway, that's another complaint. The whole thing is you know it's not going to add up to anything. The only part that actually works is the fact that the crow ends up with Abra. And Abra. I like the idea. Abra. Abracadabra. I knew I was going to mix it. It's yes. Abracadabra. <laughs> the number of critics who thought that they were super smart writing that in their reviews, by the way... No, people. That okay. does not make you clever. This is, oh God, you're such like smart. You're you're so smarmy. You're being so smarmy right now. It's so frustrating. I think it does add to something, but it's more of a thematic thing. Like I think the themes of this movie actually 
are what makes it work. And then emotional connection. Because right, we're getting ahead of ourselves by jumping to this gunfight scene. Because the first act, or I guess maybe the first quarter of this movie, has so much to juggle. Because you've got to do the prologue coming off of The Shining. You've got to also resurrect Dick Halloran, who, again, is not dead in the book and is dead in the movie. So he finds a workaround. Which I think is fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Did you like all like the memory box stuff? Yeah, it was a little Hannibal-esque for me, but still fine. Okay. And then, of course, getting introduced to adult Danny. Getting introduced to the true knot. Getting introduced to Abra. And it's doing all this stuff in the first act. And I get that the length of the film bothered you. This flew by for me. I never thought it dragged once. And I want to see it again because I want to see how it flows. But I thought every minute of this movie was necessary because I was so into this world that was being built. And I also love the expansion of not only the world, but the mythology behind what we've already seen and or read in The Shining. Hmm. I can't dispute the idea that there's a nice expansion of the world and the idea that the Overlook is just one of many kind of supernatural things that prey on other people. Yeah, like a like hub. That. I will disagree with you that all of this first act is essential. Because... Mm-hmm watching this film i can see what flanagan's trying to do but i think he's going about it the wrong way so think about the part where we get introduced to adult danny he's Mm. a mess he's an alcoholic he's destitute he's living on the streets he picks up this woman or she picks him up they have this cocaine bender and then he thinks about taking her money and then doesn't sure whatever doesn't he take her money i thought he ended up taking oh no because uh dick stops him yeah And then we have to see him get on the bus, go to this new town, meet this guy, go to AA, meet this doctor, get a job. Like, it's a lot, but it's not complicated. We understand he's fucked up from his experiences as a child. He's a drunk and he's not dealing with it well. You could have cut that down to a couple of scenes. This is like 35 minutes. I disagree completely. I, I, I think devoting so much screen time to this it's necessary to show i mean yes can we get all this from a couple minutes yes but flanagan says no i want you to see all of this i want you to see his routine see how not blase is not the right word but see it's a really good look at how trauma affects has affected him as since a child all the way through his adulthood how he uses alcoholism as a repressive means of like getting the shining out of him or like repressing the shining and also, the memories, blah, 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 ha, ha, wink, wink. But that's the thing is you, you literally just undermined your own argument. Blah, 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 ha, ha, ha. We've seen this a million times before. Guess what? But, People with trauma drink as a coping mechanism. Like, we've seen it a hundred times. So why not give us some shorthand so that we can get into wait, the story? Okay, but that, no, no, that's such bullshit. Okay, so we've seen it a hundred times. So the 100th person to do it should shorthand it at the expense of the character? I don't think this does anything for the character trace. I like don't we know. know who this character is. You know who he is as a child. You don't know who he is as an adult. 